Hello and welcome to the Michael T. Justice Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you would like to respond to any of the things you hear, please hit me up here on Anchor, or at Twitter, at Michael T. Justice, or Facebook, Michael T. Justice. Okay, I am attempting to do this again, and there is always a problem, so one of these days I'm going to have done it enough that it will just work but right now I either put this thing on backwards or somehow the tape got put on backwards but I'm trying to do what I think will be this would be a good episode if I can get it Um, I may have to come back tomorrow because uh, somehow the entire newspaper is backwards uh, what I want to do is this week's episode of 50 years ago. No! Yeah, this thing is all jacked up. Yeah, 50 years ago, and Kansas City is got a fam- is famous for um, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and I think it got started right around this time. Uh, Maybe it hadn't even happened yet, or you know. So I thought it would be kind of cool to to go back at that. But here is my problem. Like I said, the tape is backwards, and there's an adjustment where you can rotate the thing. But I don't think. Oh wait, there's mirror. So maybe. Boom boom, sucker. Uh, all right, and Le- Will- Larry Wilmore <laughs> almost got me kicked out of the library because I was listening to his podcast on the way in and I wasn't paying attention while I was sitting here um, getting this thing set up and I just busted out laughing because he was talking about, <laughs> he was talking about uh, uh, Barack Obama and some of the 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 way <laughs> I don't know just it, 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 you gotta check out Larry Wilmore's podcast and this is actually I'm like a year and a half back into it now so anyway um, it looks like I now have the images so what I'm gonna see now is if I can't there we go I can get it to turn so I can see the actual deal. The problem I'm going to have is the way that this is in is sideways. So, um, or the the thing goes wild when you try to go back. So uh, I'm looking at a Sunday, March 16th, right now, and I'll tell you something that I'm finding interesting. Um, is that uh, apparently they were already inter integrated or whatever you want to call it. I can't remember the word, but uh, uh, on their wedding, on their society pages, because I'm looking at the wedding announcements, and uh, there are clearly a couple pictures 
of some black women who were recently married right next to a white woman who was married. So uh, that's kind of cool. Um, it'd be interesting. I ain't going to name no names because I'll be <laughs> throwing people under the bus. They got divorced the next year or maybe they're celebrating. Imagine that, celebrating their 50-year anniversary. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, uh, on another note, to do with this little section of the podcast, uh, my uh, forthcoming project is really lining up. Uh, you know, I said the universe calling last week. Yesterday, I was, uh, you know, so I came over here that Saturday, and and uh, my wife was going to a genealogy thing, um, and uh, when. While she was doing that, I came over and started looking at these newspaper clippings. And uh, if you check my Instagram, MichaelJustice9, you'll see some uh, where I had mentioned a house that uh, you could buy a brand new house that now these houses are like upwards of a quarter of a million dollars, uh, I think, in a dilapidated condition, maybe upwards of a quarter of a million. Um, but you could buy a house complete for $7,500, which was just crazy. Um, but here's the, here is the thing. Um, I had noticed a name on the, I had noticed a name on the, the, um, on an advertisement for a property. And I recognized the name as one of my customers who lives in the same area. And that person happened to call me yesterday because... And this is another one of those weird things from the universe because it was a big mistake because he called me because he didn't get a paper. And so I told him I'd bring him a paper. And I was like, hey, while I got you on the phone, the weird thing, I was doing some research last weekend and I saw uh, your name listed, um, I guess it was in the newspaper, uh, Langworthy uh, Real Estate or something to that effect. And so I'm talking to him, and he says, yes, yes, that was my father's company. And he started telling me the whole thing, how they bought land and got in, the, laid the utilities and all this kind of stuff and, and everything and made the streets. And um, uh, So he was telling me that he was like, well, that's interesting. What, what, are, you, what are you working on? And I told him, you know, looking at stuff from 50 years ago. And he said, wow, that's cool because he's got some club and I've got to talk to him again. Uh, we made arrangements, to, or not arrangements, but, uh, you know, we kind of agreed to, to get together at some point um, because he said to me that uh, his, um, I'm sorry, I'm doing this all at the same time as I'm trying to look because the library is going to close in 20 minutes. Um, but he has a club of people called, what do you call it, the 40-year-ago club, people who had been in the newspaper 40 years ago. Don't ask me why, but anyway, I was like, wow, that's cool, and immediately started thinking, that's a lot of guests, because I'm doing like a history of Kansas City, you know, and, and, and how Kansas City got here, and, you know, how to get people, you know, some ways that we could maybe uh, do some things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to do this all at the same time. Uh, but 
in any case, my point is simply that the universe keeps resonating with me on this stuff because he called me because he didn't get his paper. So I was like, all right, no problem. I'll bring you a paper a little bit later. And um, so then I called him when I dropped the paper off at his garage. And I said, you know, I called him up and said, hey, this is Mike, newspaper guy. He said, oh, yes, thank you, thank you. And, and I was like, yeah, just letting you know, I just dropped the paper at your garage door uh, as I was pulling out of his driveway, right? And he was like, um, he was like, yes, yes, I got it. And I was like, uh, what do you mean you got it? I, I mean, I'm pulling out right now. And he's like, oh, well, someone must have brought it up to my door. And so it was like another mistaken call about the damn paper that led to an impromptu conversation about this uh, about this podcast. So I'm calling it a sign from God, uh, the universe, uh, serendipity, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just think it's, it's crazy. So uh, my next step, um, months and months ago, I had spoken to another of my customers uh, who used to work for the Star 50 years ago. Uh, and um, so I think I'm going to get with him because uh, he was also interested in the idea and I just wasn't moving forward. So as I said, the universe is calling. I'm going to answer. And here we go. So let me try and get some of these headlines in. This will be uh, light, uh, especially because this thing is spinning out wild. And I don't know if I can operate my camera and record at the same time. But the thing is, uh, every time I spin this thing, I'm going to put this on my Instagram. Because every time I try to do anything, it does that. It like gets this big, uh, yeah, it, it, it appears to have worked. So I'll have a picture on my Instagram of how this thing goes nuts when I try to, try to get, oh my goodness. And it's spinning wild, 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 uh, which is limiting how I can search the paper because, uh, it helped me before to be able to search, to spin through here and try and find the page. Because, you you know, the newspaper was a lot bigger then. Uh, all right, so here's Meet the New, the 1969. Okay, let me see if I can move this. Meet the 1969 Cadillac at the Ward Parkway Auto Show. And... Uh, it's a big old caddy. Reminds me of uh, <laughs> reminds me of the Cadillac that uh, I had several instances in. Uh, yeah, let me move that on. Go on from there. Uh, reminds me of a Cadillac that uh, I had several instances in. My chief abuser was the Cadillac owner. Alright, it is 
and I'll get into that at some other point. I got so much stuff I'm trying to do that's 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 kind of my problem here. Is that I'm trying to. That's the the library will be closing in 15 minutes. Please take materials to the circulation desk for checkout. David, computer for access will be what? terminated in 15 minutes. If you need to have a library card made, please go to the circulation desk. Alright, this is a weird story here, folks. This, it's not April Fool's. <laughs> it says, uh, David to run for president in 2019. No, 2119. That doesn't matter. David Eisenhower says he hasn't even opened his campaign for president and he's already in trouble. I promised seven cabinet posts to three former roommates. President Nixon's son-in-law said after White House church services in Eastern. Uh, okay, I guess this is something. Uh, I had forgotten about that. David uh, Eisenhower, who was the son of the president, and Nixon, who had been the vice president. So at this time, uh, Nixon would have been newly elected president. Yeah, he would have just been new in office because he would have got elected in 68 taken office in 69 um, so apparently having gotten married he said uh, I've already got myself in trouble I promised seven cabinet posts to my roommates President Nixon's son-in-law said after White House church services in the East Room yesterday there were 325 at the service including Nixon cabinet officers senators representatives and several members of the gridiron club and their guests from out of town. The services is held when the president is in town. Uh, young Eisenhower answering a question as to when he planned to run for his father-in-law's office said, I guess about 150 years from now, maybe in a reincarnation. I was pretty serious about this political business last summer when we were also involved in it. I really enjoyed it too, but right now I'm beginning to think about the beginning of the baseball season. David Eisenhower said he and his wife seemed to be escalating our trips to the White House. First, it was four weeks between visits, then three, then two. Um, so, yeah, he was joking around about, I ain't running for president, and I'm sure he didn't <laughs> since his father-in-law got run out of office. Uh, who knows? Nobody's asking Donald Trump Jr. when he's running for office. Um, so I'm trying to find some stories to uh, educate my mind. Okay, there we go. Gotta find my magnifying button. I'm figuring that this will get better when I know how to operate this machinery better and uh, I won't have to ramble while I'm talking or ramble while I'm also trying to find stuff. I also found a way to print uh, the pictures, therefore I'd be easier to get better pictures uh, of them, of the stories that I'm looking at. Uh, so, Nigerian Civil War was uh, going on. Speakers urge USA for Biafrans. Uh, the need for greater American involvement to bring about the solution to the human tragedy in the Biafra-Nigeria Civil War was stressed yesterday in a nine-hour symposium on Biafra Concern Day. 
this is a piece of history I know nothing about. The symposium at the Community Christian Church was designated a day of prayer and action for area churches, included public messages, films depicting the conditions in Biafra and talk. Uh, I'll have to talk to my buddy from Nigeria and find out if he knows anything about what this was all about. Uh, but this brings to mind something that, uh, you know, breaks my heart about Africa and how colonialism and uh, and the after effects is, is just, we got a long way to go and uh, we got to keep pushing. Because uh, here's something, there we are, she accused, so this is one of the speakers, uh, who was critical of the Red Cross, the biggest relief agency in Biafra, asserting that the organization, because of partisan interest, had earned the distrust of the Biafrans. She said it operates, its operations are regulated by the Nigerian federal government. She accused Britain, which is aiding the Nigerian government with arms supplies of furthering selfish interests. There is oil all over Nigeria, and the British, by aiding the federal government, hope to gain control of the oil interests in the country. The Nigerians cannot develop the oil industry by themselves and would need British assistance. Um, now, here is someone, Miss Judith Kahan, Kahane, Lawrence, Kansas, whose husband was a U.S. diplomat in Nigeria from 1958 to 1961, also spoke. Uh, she urged U.S recognition of Biafra, saying that would force the Nigerian government to the negotiating table. Recent events in the country have shown that the war is not going in favor of the Lagos government. The Biafrans have not been defeated as it was thought. The Biafrans have indicated that they are ready to talk peace with the Nigerian government and we should do everything we can to bring about negotiations. The two-year war has split the country permanently and there can never be one Nigeria again. Um, there should be a plebiscite and the Biafrans should be allowed to decide their own future. You know, the echoes of history just, this is why I wanted to do this project because it just shows that we see the same stuff over and over again. Um, but uh, yeah, let me try and get that story just get that little piece of it because it's not you know it's around an ad so that makes it here we are it makes it hard because that's the way newspapers are uh, you think you're worried about pop-up ads you can't read the paper <laughs> because the story is wrapped around the ad so um this was a 200 people attended this day-long session. I got that much. Uh, but yeah, I think I've figured out how to print this, so I will print that. And when I do that, I will hopefully be able to get that and put that on Instagram for you so you can see what, what it looked like. Because... Uh, I lost the page or the price on the tires, but you could save 80 bucks on a 
radio alarm song for $169. I don't know how much one of those would be because I don't even know what the hell that is. Uh, but let's move forward and see what else was going on in the world. Um, now let me try and move. There it is. Trying to get the control buttons. And we'll just kind of zip forward a little bit. Because that's all I can really do. Because um, of the way it... Uh, Alright. It's funny. I, I keep running into these stories that are stories about history, historical stuff. So it's like, this is a story that I'm hearing about the 1930s, which I can't quite get uh, lined up, so I'm not going to do that one, but um, I do keep running into that kind of stuff, so it'll make its way. I'm trying to pull up a good, get this lined up. Um, Supporting comment. There is Macy's with a big sale uh, for what? Line up. They're selling big TVs, but uh, it doesn't say how big the TVs are. Cause I thought that would be big 295 square inch picture. Now only $550. The library will be closing in five minutes. Please take materials to the circulation desk for checkout. Computer and copier access will be terminated in five minutes. How about this? This is not a Kansas City thing, but this is uh, from the newspaper. Rookie helps Lakers wrap up title in West. Um, see if you remember these folks. Los Angeles, big, Los Angeles's big three, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, and Jerry West took the Lakers to the summit, but when the time came to go over, to, over the top, Coach Bill Von Bredekoff said, do it, Hewitt. Rookie Bill Hewitt, the Lakers' number one draft choice last year, led the way with 19 points. And 108 to 73 parade past Boston that gave Los Angeles the National Basketball Western Division crown. Uh, wow. I don't watch basketball, but uh, 108 to 73, that sounds like a, what they call a shellacking. Um, we'll throw that up because my son likes basketball. Hoping that this stuff is printing. If not, you lose. You lose. Uh, now let me try and do one more zip through history here. I, like I said, this thing is going wild, so I can't really find out if there was a uh, deal, if there was a um, parade. But 
I can find out if there was a poverty war. Because remember, this was this would have been after Johnson was gone, who started the war on poverty. General Accounting Office, which looks at executive branch operations on behalf of Congress, apparently has prepared a highly critical report of the office on the Office of Economic Opportunity, principal agency in the federal war against poverty. Reportedly, GAO recommends that most of the programs be coordinated directly out of the White House. President Nixon already said that he plans to shift several functions to other agencies, the Job Corps to the Labor Department, head, sta head Start to the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, for example. But the President also said that the OEO should be retained as an incubator for experimental programs. It presumes that the Community Action Programs, Legal Aid, and the VISTA volunteers would continue much as they now exist. Uh, certainly, the White House already has a great deal to say about the future of welfare and anti-poverty efforts, as does Congress. Whether the White House needs the additional burden of direct responsibility for day-to-day -day operations is questionable. Uh, this appears to be uh, an op-ed. Um, the GAO is an auditing agency that performs a much-needed role in the interests of efficiency and honesty in government. Yet, not all governmental services, particularly those in the area of helping the hardcore poor can be measured in terms of profit or loss. Waste and duplication by all means should be eliminated whenever and wherever possible. No one can deny that there have been mistakes in the poverty program. It was and is an effort to break the poverty welfare cycle in an era of general prosperity. For this nation, it has been a new approach to an old problem, but it is difficult, if not impossible, to evaluate attempts to reduce poverty strictly in terms of efficiency. If a program is not being carried out to perfection, that does not mean the program ought to be abandoned. The GAO, in its correct bookkeeping manner, no doubt, has found errors and shortcomings. That is its job, but it is the responsibility of the President and Congress to make the final decisions. So, once again, I think you kind of see how uh, things keep on being it's the same old thing over and over again because uh, that's an argument we are still having um, yeah um, I'm going to zip out of there because I don't want to get caught up in the politics of the 60s right now because so only because just last week, I was talking about North Korea. Here's another little thing on North Korea. The North Koreans officially in North Korea. The library China. is now closed. All right. It will reopen tomorrow at 9 a.m. I think you heard that. I better get out of here before they come chasing me up. Let me unroll this thing. this later. If I can turn my turn it off. And I'm still having trouble trying to get this thing to rewind. Cause it's how <coughs> oh, this thing is winding up instead of I don't want it to spin out of control. So 
I think I'm going to have to hand unroll this thing. Uh, and there's a lot to unroll. And I'm sure I can't take video at the same time. So uh, there'll be no video of it. But you can see just how much I got to unroll because I'm halfway through this roll, through this tape. I hope these people don't come back here and say, you're kicked out. You are never allowed in the library again. I'm trying to unwrap it and not read because it's hard because I just passed some stuff that caught my eye. do got my camera ready in case I see something I want to take a picture of. I saw that ad last week. Braniff girls are nicer. It's That was an airline. I knew a guy who worked for Braniff. Uh, when I first started in the newspaper company, Braniff was one that kind of fell. Uh, they went bankrupt like in the late 80s or something. But, boy, several ads. Well, this is several, because the microfish has, uh, I don't want to say it, has a uh, couple weeks. I'm trying to see if this works. No. I'm trying to get control. Uh, but the microfish has like a week's worth of paper, so I'm going to need more time. Like I said, once I get better at this, I'll be able to zip in and, because like right now I'm at the 16th, which is the first day of this week. So I am at least at the end of it. <laughs> Somebody looking at me, but I don't know if they work here. If they're like, hey, you going to stay? I'm staying. I know people do that because I do that. <laughs> But I'm also trying not to touch the film because that's, you know, it'll make it disintegrate. I think uh, there are gems to find in that. And I know I need to get back on my 100-year thing, too, because uh, what I had initially thought to do was a hundred and fifty years ago so um, and like I said there's a lot of stuff that's going on in that time frame I was talking uh, earlier I think I came on and was talking about uh, something with my son and, and uh, having him watch the Rosewood movie um, that was about this time I don't think it was 1919, but it would have been uh, the end of World War One, and then, I know, I'm trying to, the thing wouldn't, it was spinning way out, like, so I had to undo it by hand, I'm sorry. And I made sure not to touch the film as well, but I didn't want to, I didn't see anybody over there to that no, so sorry. Thank you. And I already did that. 
So I can just turn this off? Uh, yeah, I'll shut it down. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Sorry about you. that. No problem. Have a good evening. All righty. Have a good day. You too. So, anyway, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like I say, echoes in history that, uh, that I think uh, are going to be out there. I mean, because, um, you know, I think I started this whole podcast uh, journey a, a little over a year ago with a post where I was making the point that what happens, what is, determines what will be, and what will be is determined by what was, or what is is determined by what was, and I mean, ultimately, I think about the fact that, uh, that um, as it relates to everything, Everything. I mean, race relations. I was listening to Larry Wilmore's podcast, and he was talking to a uh, writer, uh, a woman who's been writing uh, comedy, uh, TV writing, um, on all kinds of shows. I can't remember Sabrina, The Witch, I think, uh, Murphy Brown. So that took her back to the '80s, um, or yeah, the '80s, '90s. Um, but anyway, the struggle is not over. There is no, we won, you know, uh, whatever the struggle, whichever struggle you're talking about, whether it's race, female, male relations, whether it's, um, treatment of the poor, it all you know, this is the whole problem I have with the Make America Great Again thing is when was it great? The, you know, I have no problem with Make America Great. Make America Greater. Because I think we are great. We got shortcomings, and if you can't see your shortcomings, then you can't fix your shortcomings. If you're walking around, you know, that's just... To me, that's common sense, but it ain't so common anymore. Well, I don't know about anymore. That Again, that acts like it was better at some point. You know, it has always been a struggle. You know, one of the things I told my son as we finished watching that, that movie, uh, the Rosewood um is that it's not going to be done in my lifetime or his. And that's just a sad fact. I mean, every... We are... In the... the, the because the madness is in us. The sinful nature, the, 
I don't remember if it's the id that's supposed to be the negative part of the id and ego and all of that. I don't remember my psychology, but um, that stuff is in us. We are better prepared to deal with it when we deal with it. We get stronger and better at doing it. So I hope that at some point, I mean, we'll we'll get better, we'll be better, but we are better. I mean, as a world, you know, I, there's a book I've been meaning to read for a few years now where the, the guy just breaks down the numbers and it's like, on, on any measure that you look at, we are way better at, at this point in history. I mean... The number of people killed. I mean, we used to have, at any given time, wars. Like right now, there's wars, always wars. But, I mean, we used to have people wiping out civilizations. I mean, you go back and look at some of that Roman history and stuff. you talking about 20,000 people killed in an afternoon. And it's like not a bomb that's like people slicing and dicing so we are better than we were we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years now or not 20 years but damn near longer than we were in Vietnam and we don't have anywhere near the death toll because we're a better people even though you got these monsters that live amongst us who still come up with ways to let's build bunker busting bombs and drop some of that on them and this and that and the other thing and this is the most powerful bomb ever but because there's people like me and hopefully you that would strongly resist that and the use of that we don't use those bombs. I mean, some of these bombs that, uh, I don't know if you remember the story like a year or two ago when Trump dropped a bomb in Syria, it was kind of because, like, they made out about how this is the big, biggest bomb. I think that was, it was the Moab. It was the mother of all bombs. And, like, part of that story, if you paid attention to it, was the bomb was expiring. They, they blew the bomb up. But it was, you know, it was basically because if we don't drop it now, we'll never get to blow this thing up. Come on, man, let us drop a bomb. And so you got those people still, and I'm not just characterizing all them generals that just itchy to drop a bomb, but there's a lot of them generals that was itchy to drop a bomb. And not just generals. I mean, politicians and the dude down the street. Your neighbor. I mean, one of my stories for my life story, right, is involves my 
15 minutes in the army, and I mean 15 minutes, man. I'm talking about 12 to 16 weeks. But I was there, and they did this trick on us where they made us think we were going to war. And I'll never forget this dude running down the street. Yeah, I'll never forget that, man. We we were running down the street. He was, we were told, we were led to believe that we were getting ready to suit up and go. Like we were like, like I said, I was only in there for a season. Like, let's see, I left in early September. I want to say it was like September 8th or something like that. And I was back home before Christmas. And, um... They had us thinking we were getting ready to go. Like they told us everything was canceled. Whatever you were here for, if you were just here for like the reserves or if you were here for the National Guard or any of that stuff, hey, man, it's all changed. You was here to be a, I was supposed to be like a helicopter mechanic. It's like, no, you're being changed to, I think it was 11 Bravo. That's infantry. We're about to send you straight up into the gunfire and we're about to have a war with Iran tomorrow morning and people were going back to the barracks just shook I remember this dude that was like he had just found out he was having a baby right before he left and he was like I may never see my kids what the hell but it was one knucklehead when they let us go he was like, all right, we're going to go to war. I'm like, this dude. And I always thought that was some kind of psychological exercise. If you was ever in the army, you went through that. Maybe you could tell me. I always thought that was some kind of psychological exercise they did on a regular basis to find out who to tap. Like, you go tap on that dude's shoulder right there and go like, hey, right, man, we're going to separate you and put you in this other program over here. Because you're the kind of guy we're looking for. We can give you orders to go in and do whatever. And you ain't going to question it. You're going to be like, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm ready to kill some whoever they are. But anyway, I'm getting way off of my... All I'm talking about is there's echoes in history. And... um I'm really looking forward to doing this thing. I, I first was like, oh, no. But, man, every time I've touched that microfish at the 100-year level, at the 50-year level, I see the echoes to today. So um, I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, and that will be part of my whole forthcoming podcast journey because I'm going to maintain this as my space to talk freely about my feelings, my emotions, my fears and whatnot. But I want to have, you know, a real podcast that's like, hey, welcome back. And we're talking this week about you know what I mean, and it's directed, and it's it's uh, produced, and because um, I think I might have some 
solid uh, commitments from individuals that will will bring some attention and some insight and uh, it'll be of value to my city and may put a couple nickels in my pocket I don't know still trying to figure out if, if and how that works but thanks for listening this far and if you're listening this far then I'll assume that you just put a nickel or a penny in my pocket so thanks a lot for that hey thanks again for checking me out and hit me up on Facebook Michael T. Justice Twitter Michael T. Justice and of course here at Anchor FM you can leave a voice message and uh, I would love for any responses and um, requests